Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. We just recorded a podcast. Hopefully, people like it. You know, you always drop two at once. Should we, like, drop one of these on Monday and wait till Tuesday or Wednesday for another one? Or is it, like, when it's ready, why not release the podcast? The, the, yeah, I'm a, I'm a guy at a restaurant. Listen, when the food's ready, bring it out. Don't, like, hold this item because that's an appetizer and that's a mix. I never see yeah, I ne- the Unless food. there's, like, a space on the table yeah, issue it, at a smaller, trendy yeah. restaurant. Like, send everything out at yeah, once. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing goes if you're my wife and you're listening to this. Although, I will say... When we have soup uh, at dinner, which we do usually on Friday night, like uh, Shabbat dinner, like nice soup, I don't want the whole meal out. Well, like I'm happy to have the soup before the meal. Oh, yeah, okay, of course, yeah. Don't don't literally bring dessert and steak at the same time, but everything that you know no, could be yes. more or less categorized as the same type yeah, of food. Yeah, mains, appetizer. What about well, appetizers and mains? Are you find having at the same time? It, dep- well, size, it depends appetizer. on the circumstance. If I'm eating with my wife, where it's sort of you know family style and everybody's tasting everything, anyways, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's an item like soup where you sort of have to eat it right away so that for temperature reasons. What is your um, – How do we get wh- You know, I was always jealous of my dad that because my mom doesn't eat, he can like go even on their first date. Like yeah. he can order what food for himself and then eat her whole meal. Yeah. I did that on all my dates. You can do that. So my wife, not a large lady, but she is a big eater. And so, you know, she eats her, her whole meal always. What a selfish woman she and is. It's very annoying. <laughs> and then, like, you have certain – there are good kids' ages where, like, little kids don't get meals. But then there's, like, they're old enough to want a meal, but they're not old enough to eat it. And then you can eat theirs. But then some of my kids, like, get this idea of, like, oh, I'm going to bring it for school tomorrow if it's, like, something they really like. Yeah, my, my kids don't eat anything, that. so that's not a concern for me at all. If you have two eater parents, it's hard not to be an eater, you know? Yeah, and, and – well, my wife is, like, a snacker. My wife doesn't like to have a meal, but she likes to eat, like, small amounts, like, 24-7. Mm-hmm. So she'll never finish her meal at a rest at a restaurant ever. But then she'll come home and you know start eating some candy or something like that. Okay. So all right now, well, how did we get into this? I don't remember. <laughs> all right, so we're up to twenty to eleven. Yeah, so we're here for to talk about uh, the eleventh through twentieth best sports announcer calls of the last thirty-five years. Oh, oh, this came up because you said we usually record the patron cast and the regular cast back to back, and so then we post them back to back. And you're saying should we post them a couple days apart? Why don't we make a poll and have patrons tell us what they want? <laughs> yeah, we don't need to make another poll. It's fine. Yeah, that was a joke. All right. Um, all right. So let's let's jump into this. So here's your 20 to 11. You promised that 20 to 11 was going to be all fire. 
Yeah, it's going to be all fire. Maybe there'll be one that it's like, this is a great moment, but maybe the call doesn't do it for me. Uh, so let's start in Toronto, which is, I believe, where we left off last time with Kawhi. So there's three clear, great moments in Toronto sports. Probably the three greatest Toronto sports moments in history. Although I guess that's kind of a stupid thing to say because they won back-to-back World Series. But the three most iconic, like, individual moments are the Batista bat flip third, Kawhi three second, and the Joe Carter home run first. And... A lot of people, I'm sure, and the young ones would it, put... by the way, that the Maple Leafs are by far the number one team in that city, and they don't even come close. They might not make the top ten. Like, the, the, the Blue crazy. Jays like, like, so I've won a whole other world series. As we discussed on the Patreon podcast, I've been doing these uh, Mount Rushmores. And for Toronto, like, it's it's pathetic. The Maple Leafs have been around for 100 years. Their history is pathetic. Who's their best player? Yeah. Like, Turk Broda? Matt Sundin? Yeah, freaking Turk Broda. state of affairs. Know, yeah, they Some suck. guy from, like, the 19... 19- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I when I moved to, to Toronto, Matt Sundin was the biggest star in town, slightly ahead of Damon Stoudemire. Um, Mighty all man. right. So yeah. So so let's 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 listen to Joe Carter uh, win the World Series. Joe has had his moments. Two balls and two strikes on it. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning, and the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Interesting. The image of Carter jumping up and down as he rounds the bases. Yeah. No, so you've never actually seen on the original broadcast. You don't see him doing that except that you see him on the Sky Dome yes. screen in the background. Which is That's fun. a good call, yeah. Fair, fair, not a hot take. Fair point. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Now, my issue with this call has always been, I hate, I think it's so insulting. You'll never hit a bigger home run than that in your life. No one's hit a bigger home run than that. Why are you telling a 30-year-old man, like, your life is all downhill from here? But, like, no one's hit a bigger home run. It's the, it's the own. He can't do it in the bottom of a ninth of a game seven? Is it the only walk-off home run in World Series history? To end the World Series, not to end the but game. But it's a game six. So, by, like, a game seven would be more dramatic. I mean, I think history was kind to that 99.9% chance. That I don't Joe know. Just, it seems slightly insulting to tell somebody in their moment of triumph, oh, by the way, your life yeah. is all downhill from here. Yeah. So there's some, there's something about that I don't like. Joe Carter, by the way, probably the most overrated player when you look at sort of his uh, his stats compared to his reputation. Mm-hmm. What about he George has, Sizzler? George Sizzler hit like 350 with like a 340 Joe, on base. Joe, Joe Carter would have like a 730 OPS every year as a mediocre yeah. defensive corner outfielder. He'd bat like 260 with 25 home runs, but he would make all-stars because of sort of 25 home runs and then because he had these iconic moments. You know, he might even have an argument for a place on the Mount Rushmore in Toronto. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks oh, on wow. this podcast. But, okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's a good call. You'll never hit a bigger home run than that in your life. It's a famous call. It's always annoyed me, and I think it's disrespectful, but it's a good call. Congratulations, Toronto. You've been heavily represented, but I think you're out of the top 19. Yeah. All right. 1999. AFC first round of the playoffs, Titans Bills, Steve McNair, Doug Flutie probably on the other side unless it was a Rob Johnson game. Now we did not see this game live. It was on Shabbat. We it was on Shabbat game. afternoon. My friend Mike Zim, I was in the dorm for Shabbat. Mike Zim was following it on his computer, not Shomer Shabbat, not observing mm-hmm. under the rules, and yeah. ran into him to tell me what happened and sort of gave me as much play-by-play as description as he could. This is before like you could get video on your computer. He was watching like sort of the uh, CBS.com the, Game Center. I've been there for many, yeah, exactly. many, many. Yeah, you know, so I spent he, he the was whole, trying to like, describe from there. He doesn't know the details. He just knows sure. there was a punt return, there was a field kick return, and then there was like a ten-minute gap as they reviewed it a million times. 
Yeah, you'd wait for that. You'd it, you'd wait yeah. for the CBS to like officially so thing, and then, yeah. and then it would be like a six line explanation for yeah. a play like this. But I still, not nearly that. enough explanation. By the way, many Mets Frank Weicher was it? Was do you think it should have counted or not? No. So you think it was a bad call? I, I think it's probably it's probably slightly forward, but uh, right. I'm willing to you know hear other interpretations. All right. Okay. So the Buffalo Bills. Remember, they've uh, and by the way, they had not won a playoff game from this moment until uh, last year. Yes. So all right. Let's uh, let's watch this. The Music City Miracle, for those who don't already know. Do the Titans have a miracle left in them in what has been a magical season to this point? If they do, they need it now. Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20, 10, He's got 5, it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans! There are no, no flags, flags on, on the, the field. field. First it's guy ever called that. Now Buck does it every Tennessee game. No flags on the field. The oh, this is Sean Jackson. This is there are no flags on the field. I think it's the first one. I think ja- uh, Buck. It was one of the last ones cut from this list. The the Sean Jackson punt return against the Giants. I think Buck yells it too. Maybe. Okay. Kevin Dyson, I believe, played for several years in the RHP Fantasy Football League. Rob's Fantasy Football League. So Kevin Dyson, if I recall, was the number eight pick in that draft. Uh, he was the only quarterback uh, wide receiver taken ahead of Randy Moss, who dropped to the Vikings at twenty-one. And mm-hmm. so Vikings fans and Randy Moss, in particular, always sort of had this hate for him, undeserved, because it's like you think you're better than Randy Moss. Um, he has that iconic moment. He's the player who's tackled at the five in the Super Bowl that year. At the one, tackled at the you know the two, T- whatever. It tackled, is. yeah, but catches the ball yeah, at the five, it makes the move. Yeah, who's the one who caught that ball? One. Yeah, Tim. That's him. Oh, it is him. Oh, so Dyson has yeah, a couple yeah. iconic moments in that play. Yeah, he had, he did not have a good career, but he's involved in two of the more famous plays in football yeah, that's, history. Yeah. By the way, that's another one I did not see live. Why? Once the Vikings lost uh, to the Rams in the playoffs, I was like, fuck this. And we had, back then we were in high school, and our high school winter break would always end on the, on Super Bowl Sunday, and then we'd be back in school on the day after the Super Bowl. It would be our first day back from school. Do you think you love the 98 Vikings more than your wife and children? I mean, hopefully my wife and children don't end it the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who, like, imagine you come home and, like, Gary yeah. Anderson is with – you're doing, my the, wife dirty is doing bird. the dirty bird. Yeah. <laughs> I showed up to school the next day. Uri Berger did the – I walked into school. Uri Berger started doing the dirty bird. I turned around and left. I just left. Yeah, I, I'm like, fair. I'm not going to school today. That's fair. Uri Berger, what an asshole. <laughs> um, you, uh, so once the Vikings were eliminated from the playoffs in each – the three years I went to, three years that I was in school in New York, where we had school starting the day after the Super Bowl, they lost yeah. the NFC Championship game once, Gary Anderson game. They then they lost the Rams, where they blew the halftime lead, and then they and then the, the next one was they lost forty-one nothing in twelfth grade. So another miserable experience to the Giants of all teams. And so each year, I was sort of had the standing deal with my dad, where if the Vikings won, we'd go to the Super Bowl, and when they lost, I was flying home from Minnesota back to New York on Sunday night, and I missed the Super Bowl. So I did not even see. I saw part of all those. I saw part of the other two Super Bowls. I guess I flew back earlier in the afternoon. That Super Bowl, I was on the plane. Our pilot was giving us play-by-play. And so he gives us the play-by-play, and he says, you know, Titans down to the 10. McNair throws it to Dyson, I guess, and is tackled at the 1. And then that's all he says. And then he goes off the intercom, and then people start screaming, what happened, what happened? And they say, oh, no, the game's over. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got play-by-play from a Delta, or Northwest probably. It was probably Northwest at the time, a Northwest pilot for mm-hmm. that game. Yeah, I would never be on a plane during the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so that, that's, a, that's a great call. There are no flags on the field, which, uh, yeah, yeah. as you said, we hear it all the time now, but that's where it got started. And we just listened to the 30 seconds of the play. Obviously, what followed was 10 minutes of replay where they tried to decide whether Frank Wycheck's pass 
I mean, it's it seems I agree with you. They try and judge his arm angle. Like Dyson is clearly standing like a yard past the the the, the thirty five yard. Yeah, line. it's question of really where line. he where he. So does he reach it. back? It's I think it's close enough, especially with the non HD that you have in ninety nine. I think you just leave the play as called on the field. It's the first year replay also. It's it's you know pretty yeah. rudimentary. I'd imagine for the Bills, it's uh, just an epic gut punch. But the Titans really took advantage. Because they, you know, they win in two more games and they go all the Super Bowl where they lose on the one yard line. The best Super Bowl, second best Super Bowl of our lives, probably to that point. So they, 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 it's not, you know, usually the team, look at the Vikings with the Minneapolis miracle. The next week they got crushed by Philadelphia. The Titans actually took advantage and uh, went yes. uh, all the way to a yard away from the Super Bowl. So, totally. all right, what's number 18 on our list? All right, so let's play, uh, let's go soccer. And uh, is this the first women's sports clip we have on the list? I'm not sure if it is or not, but if, uh, if not, it's another one. And um, we're going to the 2011 FIFA World Cup. We're in the quarterfinals. It's the United States against Brazil. The United States never miss the semifinals of a World Cup. They always either make the finals, win, you know, they've won the finals, lose in the finals, or lost in the semis. But they've never failed. They've fail, never failed to make the semifinals. But 2011 looks like they're going to. They are in stoppage time and extra time. It's 122 minutes in. It was 1-1 uh, after 90. Now it's 2-1 Brazil with Marta. And uh, Ian Dark, the great greatest announcer, 40 seconds into this clip, um, is uh, about to call the United States chances dead, and Brazil's going to move on to the next round. And let's hear what Ian Dark has to say. By the do we not have – Dark, of course, has the famous announce, announcing for Landon Donovan's, Donovan's goal. Is that on our list? Yeah, of course, but that's next oh. week. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's listen. Chance of USA ringing around the arena here in Dresden. But it do, does look as if it's going to be to no avail. And it will go down as the USA's worst performance ever in the Women's World Cup. Christiane can buy some time down by the corner here. Eat away vital seconds. Now, USA have it. And they've just got to get everybody forward now. No sense defending anymore. Lloyd's got to get this pass off to Rapino, and everybody's got a bomb forward now. Rapino gets a crossing. It's towards one. Can you believe it? Marta looks heartbroken. Yep, and the US would go on to win, and then win the semifinal, but lose in the finals to Japan. It's obviously a great moment. It's not like a great call necessarily. First of all, it's Ian Dark, so it's automatically good. Well, what Dark says, he says Abby Wambach has saved the USA's life. It's Rapino who should deserve the credit. Yeah, it is true, but you I know, mean, it takes him a few Wambach seconds. Wambach does to the oop, that. but Rapino, the alley, is much more yeah, impressive. No, they, yeah, this is Rapino's best play, and she was just named the best player at, at uh, you know, yeah. separate. It's an unbelievable World Cup eight play. years later. Yeah, yeah. No, they are right, dead. Spe- they're they're toast. And, Speaking and of uh, alley oop, my my wife goes into my uh, three year old son's bed while he's sleeping the other day, and his hand is between his legs, while he's sleeping, mm-hmm. and she takes a picture and she sends it. She texts it to me with the caption alley oop, which is how I discovered that my wife thinks that the JR Ryder dunk is what an alley oop is. So I had to explain to her what an alley oop actually is. What does she think? She thinks an alley oop is like a bo- you put. A, she thinks a ball an alley oop is legs? between the legs dunk is an alley oop. They don't ask that question in medical school. <laughs> What's an alley oop? Uh, well, the good ones. Do you think she's like? Do you think she's been dropping alley oop in the wrong context her whole life, and people are uh, like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, apparently, because she did to me. 
<laughs> I'm like, there's no alley-ooping going on here. He's yeah. just, you know. And then I sent her the J.R. Ryder dunk. I said, is this what you're referring to? She's like, yeah, that's an alley-oop. I'm like, no. That's a between-the-legs dunk. Jeez. Yeah. Um, why, why do we marry these people? <laughs> yeah. No, all right. So we should just marry each other. Um, <laughs> just bros being bros. All right. So I, all. I'm going to – I had the Brandy Chastain goal. We're going to skip that because uh, it's not a great call. But that, that you should go back and watch that. It's, very, it's a very tense moment. But we are going to do a bonus before number 17. So click on the bonus. Is Brandon um, Chastain, is it an epic call or just obviously? No, it's not an epic call. It's off. an epic moment. Uh, yeah. He just says goal. Okay. Um, so click on seven, uh, the bonus uh, under 17 and the that Giants? will lead into 17. Oh, so we're watching the first one. Okay, fine. So this yes. is from 1960. Yes. Right? So it's not. Yeah. In black and white. So it's not. A, this is the shot heard around the road. Not eligible for this tournament. Not eligible, but it will set it up. Okay. Not taking any chances. Lockton without too big of a lead in second, but he'll be running like the wind if Thompson hits one. Bracker throws. There's a left side. I can't be the lead. The Giants make a pass. 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 Bobby Thompson hits into the very back of the left field stand. The Giants make a pass. And they're going crazy. They're going crazy. Oh, oh. Why don't all old sports videos have people clapping really quickly like is that sped up clapping is that how people used to clap I yeah never, why do they I always never... have that it's a good question it's very strange it's 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 i mean that's obviously one of the most famous calls of all time great job yeah so that's a, a great that... call yeah and so um, and so we're watching that because that leads into yes what that we... leads into number 17 so uh 2014 nlcs it's giants the cardinals giants lead three games to one game five we are in San Francisco in 18T Park. It is the bottom of the ninth, 3-3. Three to three. Michael Waka, uh, hopefully future Met, is um, the Mets' uh, fifth starter if the season ever starts, is uh, on the hill. Travis, I- Travis Ishikawa is at the dish. And uh, press play. See what happens. Travis Ishikawa hits one in the right. The Giants win the Now, you know Joe Buck was waiting to use that the whole night. Yeah, so he's Joe Buck is copying calls. Not the last time you hear it on this list. But that's fine. Yeah, he's not copying a call. He's honoring a call. Yeah, he's honoring the call. No, no, no I'm not dissing Buck here at all. He just got the second in, like, under two seconds, but then almost gets tackled four different times. You know what's crazy is, like, the old Hank Aaron-type home runs where, like, there's actually fans on the field running with those players, and it was just like... It's every big home run from the big crazy time until, like, 1985. Yeah. Basically until, like, the 80s, and then I probably the Monica Seles thing probably ended that also. But it, it yeah. wasn't happening. Mike Bettini, is that the Colonel's uh, manager there? Yes. Yeah, he's looking grim. All right, so that was the Giants win the pennant, A and B. And we haven't done a ton of NBA, so let's let's do NBA. This is going to be a little different. There's going to be a bunch of calls of the same famous event, okay? All right, so we're going to hear different versions. Yes. One of the most famous, probably the most famous block in NBA history. Yeah, that, 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 that call's not that great, except that it's just, you know, Buck honoring an all-time Yeah, it's one. Buck honoring, yes. Yeah. We're setting up a later Buck honoring call, so. All right, so you tell me, you say play when you're going to hit play for, for our uh, number 16 from the NBA. Okay, number 16. Let's press play. of the game as we come up on a minute and a half remaining. 
picked off by Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala to the rim. Blocked oh, great James. block. James out of nowhere skies to the rim. So that's he the Cavs announcers, away. I assume? And J.R. Yes. Smith recovers. He's got numbers if he hurries. The Curry bounce pass. Andre to the rim. Goes up. Blocked by James from behind. And J.R. Smith's got the ball. What a block by LeBron James. Came all the way back to knock it away. Out comes Iguodala. Two on one. A fine Curry. Get it back. Iguodala puts it up. Oh, LeBron tracked him down and made the rejection. Huge, huge defensive play by the four-time MVP. One of them was probably the Cavs radio and one was probably the NBA Are you having radio, fun yet, also. Cleveland? Yeah. So four different very similar calls of the same play. People wanted yeah. to hear the, see the block by James in there. Yeah. NBA does not have – so I was going to put that and then cut in Kyrie's three with the bang – but Mike Breen did not give us a bang. He he really understates Kyrie's three, so it did not make the list. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I well, thought there I'm was sure a bang Kyrie in there. Kyrie believes that there's a conspiracy behind that. So the best bang you're not going to get on this list because it's not eligible is Ray Allen's three against the Spurs. Okay. All right. So number I'm 15 in. Come on. is uh, college football, Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know what it is. Yep. You tell me when the press play. It's this the is, Iron this Bowl. Is, this is the, end this of the, the return in the Iron Bowl, right? Yes. Okay, what year was that? 2016, 2015? Uh, 2013. November 30th, 2013. I believe this announcer, the Auburn announcer, very recently passed. Was that Cam? Uh, No. Well, we can watch it and we'll see because whoever the quarterback is, they'll show him on the sideline, I'm sure. Yeah, I do not believe Cam is still there in 2013, no. But this is – I could be wrong. Yeah, but uh, this is – the announcer recently passed in a car accident, this Auburn announcer. Oh, sorry to hear. Press All right, let's listen to one of his greatest points. Well, I guess if this thing comes up short, he can field it. And run it out. All right, here we go. I mean, who's hitting a 57-yard field goal in college, honestly? 56-yarder. Yeah, but if anybody had a kicker, could it? No, be does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. Yeah, it's pretty fluky He'll who has the better kickers, the 10, honestly. 15, yeah. 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There it goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football at, at, game. At 30, he realizes. Auburn's going to win the football game. Yeah. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl in the most unbelievable fashion you will ever see. I cannot believe it. 34-28. And we thought a miracle in Jordan-Hare was amazing. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Chris Davis just read it. 109 yards, and Auburn is going to the championship game. It used to be, if you watch old football, which I've been watching a lot of old football, there was an amazing, uh, a guy put the 1988 Week 2 red zone together. It was really well done. The 1 o'clock, the 6 1 o'clock games, he cut them. I don't know if you saw that today. You could still watch it on YouTube. It's up on YouTube after the fact. It's very cool. Um, So... Anytime someone's breaking it in any football game in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you have to say every five-yard line mark, even though if you're on TV and not on the radio. 25, 30, 35, 40, you know? Yeah. But announcers have stopped doing that. Yeah. Announcers do not do that anymore. Back Maybe in the day, radio they announcers probably right. do. They always did that. And, and, like, in the 90s, they're like, all right, let's cut it to the 10s, 30, the 20, the 10. But it was, they were always doing that, like, as if they were a radio call. Now you don't hear that. So, yeah, yeah. that's an iconic no, moment got- in the Iron Bowl. I missed that. I was, I was at my brother-in-law's house. The internet was kind of spotty. I was in bed, I think, because, uh, you know, a seven-hour delay. And I um, I lost the internet for a few minutes. When I came back, the game was over. Very disappointing. I, I got to say, that play 
is not as crazy a play as the Michigan Michigan State game, except I that agree. I think except Auburn Alabama is a bigger game than Michigan Michigan State. Even when Michigan and Michigan State are both top ten teams. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this is the yeah. end of the year. This is deciding national championships. But um, yes, that goes without saying that uh, the, the Michigan play is is an insane play. Uh, what's the first field goal return for touchdown you've ever seen? I think it was Dominique Rogers Cromartie or Antonio Cromartie actually for the Chargers against the Vikings to end the first half of a game. Um, that's the, I mean that's the one that comes to mind as a Vikings fan that because that was 109 yards you know tying the NFL record for longest play. Yeah. So the first one I ever saw is 98 against Peyton Manning. The Jets are leading 16 to 10, and the Colts kick a field goal. Pey- Peyton Manning's obviously a rookie. It's so it's 90 98. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they miss the field goal. Parcell sends Aaron Glenn back. Glenn catches it four yards deep, runs 104 yards. Jets lead 23 to 10 against the bad Colts team, and somehow blow the lead and lose. It's the last game they would lose till the AFC Championship game. But so yeah, I thought he invented it, but uh, he didn't. I actually think I may have found the invention of the icing the kicker watching old games from the 70s. Because a, a team ices the kicker and the announcers lose their minds. Do they? Like, what, do they, ne- they don't use that never expression, seen it before. What do they say? They don't say icing the kicker. They're like, why would they do that? No, the offense is supposed to call time. Like, they're yeah. just baffled. They do not do not understand it. Uh, no. Uh, does, the, does the kicker miss? The kicker... Well, it was like a 46-yard field goal in... The 1970s. Anyway. So yeah. they, the, there's literally a stat on that in that red zone. Raul Alegre, um, who uh, the Jets famously, this is not in my my football thing, but the Jets once ran the ball on fourth and six in the Bruce Coslett era against the 40, like a good 49ers team. Okay, and they are the only te- It's the only time ever that someone's run the ball intentionally in like outside of like running at the clock or fake punts. Like actually attempted an intentional run on fourth and six. That kind of surprised me. I feel like the 49ers would have done it this year. There's no way that's not been done before. No, nobody's – well, it was, it was very specifically fourth and six. So, in theory, fourth and longer, it can be done. But it's the only intentional run in fourth and six in history. So, it's possible for, they ran it on fourth and nine. Um, but anyway, uh, Allegre is like the kicker there, so, and they, they won't kick a 42-yarder. But Allegre is the Giants kicker on the 1988 Week 2 red zone, and – uh, they have a stat up uh, touchbacks. Raul Legre this year zero, last year zero, <laughs> sixty kickoffs, yeah. no touchbacks. So like the kickers really sucked back then. Um, yeah. No, Cam Newton is uh, twenty eleven Panthers, so he is far far away from uh, the Iron Bowl at that point. Um, all right, let's go to soccer. We've got one more soccer game for you today. It is European uh, UEFA qualifying to make the World Cup. Go twenty seconds in. This isn't, uh, or at least ten. Yeah, go go to. Um, 20 seconds. Drag your mouse to 20 seconds here. And so England is in big trouble in the 2002 World Cup qualifier, going to Japan, South Korea, and they really need a goal against Greece or else they could miss the World Cup, which would be absolutely disastrous. You tell me when to press play. Sure. Let's go. They're press trailing 2-1 no. to one against Greece. David Beckham has a free kick. Attempt to go. of stoppage time. England trail by two goals to one. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Rio Ferdinand, Emil Heskey, 
Yeah. These guys, I knew this team more than I knew any other soccer team ever. Absolutely. Every single guy was such a big... I mean, all, my, not, all my friends that year, you know, in 2002 were British guys at Gush. Well, so. they never had they never had the um, second striker, like with Owen Lekeski's on the field there. He was never such a good player, even in the EPL. But yeah, certainly like the Gerard Lampard midfield. Paul Scholes was getting up there, I think. Scholes. Was, well, was George Lampard 06 or were they already there in 02? I don't think yeah. they were there in 06 and 02. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So that's so really who's, uh so who's there? Beckham. Yeah, that's his that's his, you know, he has a great similar one in the Champions League, but that's probably his most important goal ever. Um, I remember there was a poster that mm-hmm. was up in a bunch of my friends' rooms from like the Times of London or whatever of the roster. Okay. That England had that year. And I can't believe remember. I blanked on the roster. I knew the 2002 World Cup team so well. So. Okay, let's see. Um, they had they had. Um, all right, I'm going to defense Ashley Cole. Neil okay, Ferdinand. yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm not going by position. Um, Beckham, Scholes, we said. Michael Owen, uh, Emil Heskey, you said. Um, there was another Cole. There was Ashley Cole, and they had another one. Joe Cole, I think, right? Yeah. Joe Cole's on the all team. Right. What's that? Six guys I've named. Yeah, I'm way early on 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 uh, Gerard. No, yeah, Gerard and guys. Yeah, this guys come way later. Yeah, um, Saul Campbell from Arsenal's on that team. Robbie Fowler, oh, Robbie Wes Brown. Fowler. Who, who, who was the, the who is the keeper? Uh, David Seaman. Oh, the guy with the with the ponytail and the mustache. Yeah, oh, yeah. David Seaman was the keeper. He, not not great was, keeper. The U.S. Yeah, always had great. three better keepers than whoever. Uh, you know. Yeah. That Friedel well, Keller oh, Howard um, was um, all substantially better. Um, than they had. had. There was one guy on the team who uh, did not play in the Premier League. Um, Owen Hargreaves. Yes, I, rem- I yeah I, rem- I, I remember there was one guy who was where was he in Germany or something? Uh, Kieran. Yes, yes. Kieran Dyer from my beloved Newcastle was on the team. Okay. Nikki Nikki Butt. You always got to get the butt jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, Sven Jorn Eriksson was the... Was, was there the, anyone else from Liverpool other than Owen and Heskey? Um, I'm looking Heskey now. played for Liverpool, didn't he? Yes. Emil Heskey was on, was on Liverpool. Okay. No, that, those are the yeah. Liverpoolians. The apex of my knowledge of Premier League soccer was mm-hmm. at 2002. Yeah. I can't believe I thought Gerard freaking was he on He scores goals. Part. Paul scores. He scores goals. All right, let's do three more. Let's another baseball home run. Well, we've had a lot of New York Giants. Excuse me, formerly New York Giants, San Francisco Giants. By the way, I was speaking to my grandfather, and you know he is a he is not he's a baseball atheist. He does a bit, or an agnostic. He does not have a team anymore, and he's a Jets fan. I didn't realize that he was a because I knew he grew up in the Bronx. He was a New York Giants baseball fan. I knew he was also a New York Giants football fan. And the Giants moved away, and like many other people, he did not follow them. But he, he's not – I guess he ostensibly likes the Mets. His son and his grandson like the Mets. So, like, he, he – you know, he roots for the Mets. He'll go to a Mets game with us. But uh, he did not – he he is, you know, now 60-whatever years as a as a base – or 70 years almost without a baseball team. But still being with, a committed fan. Very impressive. Straight. I mean, he's, he's fine with baseball. Like, he'll watch playoff games. I mean, he'll watch games yeah. at night, sure. He really could use some, uh, some sports right now because he's also, like – too, like, you know, he, he would never watch, like, he's not going to watch the Jordan documentary or, like, old games he's not interested in. He wants to watch new games. Yeah, he wants live action. Um, but I uh, I didn't realize that he was a Giants fan, and then it, just after the famous 1958 championship game that went into overtime against the Colts, it, they just became so popular it was impossible to get tickets anymore in the Polo Grounds and then Yankee Stadium, wherever they were playing. Um, so he sort of gave up on them, and then he just didn't have a team for a few years, and then he picked the Jets when they drafted Namath at the end of, you know, I think the draft was in December of 64, maybe November 30th of 1964. So 56 years as a Jets season ticket holder. But he's not a OG Jets, you know, Jets fan. He rooted for the Giants. And he wasn't there with the, in the Titans years the first couple of years either. Yeah. 
Anyway, all right, so uh, this is uh, Barry Bonds on 755 homers. This is August 7th, 2007. Mike Bassick is the pitcher. Barry Bonds is the hitter, bottom of the fifth. National is this John Miller again? Who are we getting in on? I, uh, I believe this is going to be John Miller. I don't think I wrote it in, but press play. Okay. Yeah, you wrote Dwayne Kuyper. But... Is that correct? All right, let's watch. Six deals. And Bonds. No, Kuyper. It's a deep. Bonds knows immediately. Instantly. Yeah. Bonds stands alone. He is on top of the all-time home run list. What a special moment for Barry Bonds. And what a special moment for these fans here in San Francisco. There it is. It's kind of sad because when we were kids, the idea of somebody breaking 756 would have been like so cool. And it yeah, this, wasn't this was this was way too high. This is not a classic call. Nobody cared about this outside of San Francisco. I hear you. I hear. You. I like the call itself, but I agree that the moment wasn't as big of a deal as you know. Uh, I 71 was a bigger deal even maybe than 756, which would not have been the case a few years earlier. But just the nature of it, I don't know. It's crazy. Pools didn't break the record. Yeah. Or A-Rod. All right. Everyone's going to like 12, and then 11 is just complete chaos. All so, right. Okay. So 12 is... It's a wild game, but it's, it's, uh, this is one of the great Gus Gasms of all time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Gus is uh, at his peak here. Yeah. All right. So tell me when to play. All right. Let's go, baby. Xavier, Kansas State. Holloway. 11 to go. Holloway kicks it out. Crawford, 8. Crawford's got to hurry. Oh, oh no. So good. It's so amazing. I mean, he has like three orgasms on one play there. It's insane. It's like, oh, ah, ah. It's just crazy. It's insane. If that basket at the buzzer goes in, I think that he actually dies. Yeah, the basket at the buzzer goes in, it's the great, it's number one in this list, obviously. Uh, Gus is no longer with us. It would have been a great way to go for Gus also. Yeah. He died doing what he loved, as they say. No question. Um, but, yeah, that's the final Gus entry on this list. I did. Adam Morrison did not make it. Uh, so let's go. You know, this is – I had a one play, which was about a minute long. But we've been running through these. Let's watch the whole four-and-a-half-minute clip. I'm taking you not to the NFL, not to college football, not to the XFL, but to high school football, Alex, for number 11. Okay. The 1994 – no, uh, do you want to pre- preface it the way you did offline? And I got mad at you when I said. We'll pretend, I said you weren't going to know what it is, and you said you did know what it is, and you said you knew. Uh, no, it I was insulted me, that you stupid. would say that. Obviously, and, I, and then I claimed I knew what this is before you. But did. I watched Sports Center every day, and this like made it. Imme- this was like the first like. Oh, okay, we're going to yeah. put this. Crazy but I've known about this for twenty years. Like okay, I've seen fine. this a million times. It's Plano East. Plano East against John Tyler. So now, these if are a listener the Plano doesn't know what this yeah, is, be prepared for for an, an audio. Well, I would say you know, so. go look at the show notes, watch the YouTube video because you yeah. need to see this with the audio with the video. Yeah. And we'll, the, the announcer we'll going crazy is, is one thing, but you need because the video shows even though they didn't do this back then in real TV, but like on this video they show what the score is. They're updating you so you can sort of follow along what's going on. All right, so we're yeah. gonna watch the whole video. All right, so the, the story is we are. You press play. Tell me when the press no, play. I can wait. Let's play at the same time, because otherwise this is a long video. Okay. Say, say play. Play. 
Bingo, bingo, bongo. So we're listening to the Plano East announcers. This is in Dallas Cowboys Stadium. We have the 75th anniversary of the NFL on the field. Plano East is trailing 41-17, and they just threw a touchdown. Yeah. Onside kick number one. So this is the Texas State, you know, 6A or whatever. The big, I think these are the biggest schools. This is the Texas High School Football Championship. The jerseys are great also. Yeah, the shoulder pads. 88 looks like an NFL size tight Absolutely. He probably is. It's probably like it's probably uh, you know, to the like Tony right. Gonzalez. Now they show us the score. So now it's 41-23 after that last score. Onside kick got the 25-yard line. Shockingly, they they missed an extra point. Oh look at this run! That's so lucky that play. Kevin Coy, tremendous effort. <laughs> hit, the quarterback just throws it up. Instead of being picked, yeah. the running back catches it and picks up another 15. Natchez is in the end zone as he gets tackled by the 12. Yeah. <laughs> 131 possibly left in somebody's career here. Bubba Woods in motion. Whitley. Touchdown. To John Braddock, touchdown. Come on, baby. Yeah, all these guys are wearing the bare midriff shirts. Easy, slow down, By the way, 88 is also the kicker. Yes, sir, they got it. Oh, it's the old school. Such a stupid They recover play. another onside kick. Yeah, such a, it didn't go 10 yards. It's only because the returning team touched the ball. That's two straight onside kicks. By the way, this is not even the championship. This is just like... Uh, this is this is literally a semifinal to like get into the region that happens to be at the Cowboys Stadium. If they score, so you still have to win like three more games to win state. Woods in motion, Whitley. Yes, Get a two point here, and they're within a field goal of winning the game. Winning That's the exactly game. Right. Winning, winning the game. The game. Oh, this was a, a three point game well, in the fourth quarter. Go. Before well, John if you haven't seen this before, you think you know where this is going. It's gonna yeah. Yeah. It's gonna Come happen. on, baby. Yes. It's going to happen. Pause the thinking. Come on, baby. Oh, it's open. They got it again. They got it again. Good gosh, you might not believe it. This is unbelievable. I, I love the good gosh, you Two timeouts left, yeah. too, men. We woke up Earl the Cookie Man Miller. Look at 33 over there. He's getting his stuff back on. 4137. <laughs> Man, we're going to celebrate. Break out the Oreos, baby. Come I'm, on, baby. I'm out of words. I'm break out the Oreos, Akiva. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Second and 10. So now they have the ball field. down by four. All in motion. Blitz coming. There's Look out, screen. Blitz. Screen pass. Green. In trouble. He's going. He's going. He's still going. He's going. Probably not great defense. No, I would say uh, they probably need to shore that up. If he's going there. all the way there now because he's tackled at the 25. He's going. That guy can only just call a touchdown on every play. Yeah. This is Will they pull off the greatest comeback in history? I've never seen a better game on Telegable. Wide open. It's like Boise State all over again. He finally called the touchdown. My God Almighty. He finally. There's seven men in the booth, it sounds like. So they were down 41-17 with three yeah. minutes to go. They scored 27 points. Greatest comeback of all time. 24 seconds left. 
I done wet my britches. <laughs> he done wet I his britches. Wet my britches. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell right. you what, Channel 8. There's a hundred great moments here. Yeah. They've been packed it in, too. So they they're kicking off for like 20 seconds left. Sell it to them for a premium. You dang right. The announcers are just celebrating as the final kickoff to end the game is kicked. Left Terrence Green boots it high and deep. Gonna be All right, just seconds run. Three. Got a crease. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It still hurts. Oh, no, no. Who roots for John Tyler? Gosh. I don't believe it. God bless those kids. I'm sick. I want to throw up. Uh, it's the greatest highlight in, in sports history. It's amazing. I want to throw up. What a, what yeah. a dead dig. By the way, what, what great... I didn't even mention, play, uh, John Tyler scored like two quick touchdowns because it was a close game, and then they, they made it 41. It was 27-17, and then they scored two quick. So there's 48 points scored in the last four minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not great defense. I seven t- there's, there's, I think, seven touchdowns or six touchdowns in a field. Yeah, goal. it's um, like that Vikings-Ravens uh, game in 2013. Yeah. Or 2000. It was so big that they like immediately put it on ESPN two. Um, yeah. Is there? I wonder if there's anybody famous on the uh, like on either team. It won the ESPY award, so it was like all over ESPN. Yeah, um, I mean, if there was, I think we would know that. Who's eighty eight? Who's number eighty eight? I know nobody. Nobody we know. Yeah. There's some guys who made it to college, but uh, not a lot of not a lot of guys made it to the league as defensive players. I don't think out of that clip. No. Probably not. Uh, one guy, Darwin Brown, was uh, yeah. drafted. Yeah, but listen, if there's at least one listener who had never seen that before and we turned them on to that, you uh-huh, don't even have to be a sports fan, by the way, to appreciate that. Although yeah. it probably helps. <laughs> probably helps. Um, yeah. Ooh, Gary Baxter is on the, the winning team, and he played a bunch of years in the league, actually, for the Ravens and Browns. Signed okay. a $30 million deal. I don't even remember him. Which, which player, what number was he in high school? Do we know that? <laughs> I do not know. It's not even in his, the, his high school thing is not even in his... Uh, on his wiki page doesn't even mention um but yeah so that was fun greatest high school game of all time got a top 10 so did 20 to 11 live up to the billing for you Alex 20 to 11 was pretty good I think 10 to 1 is where we're really gonna have like the uh, the all-time classics though yeah we did lose rights to one of them on YouTube I'm gonna have to find that I'm sure you can find it somewhere but uh, I, I will Look find French, it French Netflix the same likes to say yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, it's been real. I hope people had a good time. We'll see you next week at the conclusion of this and more podcasts. I don't know. It's uh, 4 14 a.m. I'm going to go to sleep. I have a good night. Keep it. Bye bye.
Come on.